This is the Timber and Steel Podcast. Here we take on topics ranging from fitness, nutrition, and mindset, and we make them relevant to regular people just like us. So sit back, relax, and I hope you learn something. Good morning, Jenny. Good morning, Clayton. How are you today? I'm I'm doing okay. How about you? You know, it's it's been one of those mornings. We're just feeling a little little blue, is how I'd normally refer to it. Just a yeah. little. Like, I'm in a in a blue funk. I think I can't remember who. I think that may have been a phrase my mom used or something. When I was a kid, but a blue funk. Yeah. Okay. But it's you know it's, it's overcast today. Like yep. Classes this morning didn't go like exactly how I planned, so that's okay. Yeah. Like every, every day is different. It's it's fine. Yeah. Today, we're talking about the aging athlete, uh, we're talking about getting older and, and training. Can I tell you that you messaged me this topic of the podcast on my birthday, so I thought you were poking a joke at me, and then I was like, oh, nope, this is, this is serious, like we are really going to talk about this, but yeah. I did find it quite funny that your first message of the day to me was, hey, let's talk about the aging athlete. And I thought it was going to have this like funny pun to come with it. Yeah. No, it was I just ironic and made me, it made me giggle. So thank you. You're, for that. you're very welcome. I remember sending <laughs> you a birthday message that day, but it did not correlate in my head that I didn't, I didn't make that connection either. So yeah, I think I probably sent those like back to back. You did. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I can see how that, that's great. I'm funny. And I didn't even, didn't you, even know it. You didn't even know it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, let's start. I think it's always good. And we tend to start this way by defining terms. So when we're talking about aging athletes, we got mm-hmm. two terms there, right? Aging mm-hmm. and athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's get some definitions so people know like when we're using those terms, what do we mean? So when I think of aging, I think of all of us that are probably going 35 and beyond. Mm, okay. And more... Why do you pick that number? Well, in accordance to CrossFit, 35 is considered a master's athlete. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where they get that number no. from either. But but I would say as we're starting to get 35 and older is when we start to see more changes in our bodies mm-hmm. and brains as we are starting the second half of our aging process. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that's a, that's a fair number. I didn't start doing CrossFit till I was 32, 30, 31, 32. Anyway, yeah. and it's a rapid improvement great Mm -hmm. and then then things like slowed down and some of that was just like for other reasons but yeah like around 35 like i think yeah things just kind of my yeah we'll talk about that but i think that's a that's a good number to to start with and then we use the term athlete for anyone that is training in our gym like if you're coming in here and you're moving then you're an athlete like that's totally fine so that's just kind of what we mean by the term athlete this does not mean that you have to play a sport or that you have played sports for years or anything like that. If you're just getting in the gym and trying to do something athletic, which training the way that we train is an athletic endeavor, then Mm -hmm. yeah, you are an athlete. Well, the same lines of people that say, I'm not a runner. I could never be a runner. And like, but do you run? (laughs) Do you you put one foot in front of the other at a pace faster than walking? Ah, you are are technically a runner. In that moment, you are a runner. So so that's what we mean. So starting to see like age is catching up to us a little bit. And Mm -hmm. then 35 and older-ish-ish is kind of a fuzzy number. And then that you're doing something athletic. You're training in in the gym. Yep. Okay. So what do we want to talk about? 
Well, I think we can look at this a couple different ways, but I wanted to start by what do you typically hear from people regarding movement with their age as they are (laughs) aging? Oh, man. Well, I hear a lot of different things, and they're from different, different types of people. So from people that are just getting started, I can't do that mm-hmm. <laughs> and usually that is because they're missing range of motion because they haven't been using full range of motion for mm-hmm. uh, many years the or yeah i think that that's probably the the biggest thing and even for people that like exist not exist that are existing members or i see more often that have been training here for a while they still like there's range of motion issues or like they just can't do yeah. that or whatnot. I think that would probably be the the number one thing is them like hold having a inability to meet like a range of motion standard. I think it's probably going to be the, the, the top thing that I see. Yeah. I do sometimes hear I'm too old for this, <laughs> which we're, we're, we're just going to put out there that age is only a number. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That I've had a couple of people say, I am too old to do this. Because it's they give that high level of intensity and they give themselves, they almost put shame on themselves mm-hmm. because of their that number and not embracing our how cool scaling is. Yeah. So it's sometimes that talking back and giving them that, we've talked about this multiple times, mm-hmm. giving our athletes permission yeah. to scale to their ability. Yeah. There's a phrase I love that comparison is the thief of, joy but i think comparison like keeps us from progressing as yeah. well We're like oh i can't move at that speed mm-hmm. i can't move the same way as this 20 year old mm-hmm. I, I can't either now, we have some young athletes here in our gym that i'm yes, like we do. <laughs> i will never be able to do that that's again in my life like i, I can't do that and yeah. that's like if i i can be completely defeated and give up or we can choose to like oh but what can i do and why am i doing it and there's benefit even if even if you can't do it the same way as a 20 year old right for sure so then comes my question of what would be some of our concerns and i think you and i are going to be able to look at this at two different lenses because you've been a coach for how long have you been a coach nine years nine years okay and i'm a younger coach but i also work in the medical field Mm -hmm. and in the hospital for over I'm going on 15 years. So you and I can look at this as with two different lenses and then bring them together is what are some of our concerns without movement or without doing some type of movement? Okay. I mean, from, from a, like a strength and conditioning coach perspective, this is going to be quality of life stuff that, that like, my both my my parents and my in-laws train here in our, in our gym in our legends class for people 65 and older and i'm so glad that they do because I, like I, I want them to be around i want them to be healthy and and do all the, as much as they can mm-hmm. to live a long active life as as soon as like i want them to be able to play with their grandkids like that sort of the sort of stuff but also like I know that their life is going to get much less enjoyable if they have to go into a nursing home or, you know, some sort of a care facility because they can no longer care for themselves. Mm -hmm. And often the thing that triggers that is just inability to get up 
Yes. Like getting up off the ground yeah. or even falling at all is going to be like, oh, hey, maybe we're missing some balance. And then mm-hmm. we're miss like if there's a fall, then we've got balance issues. We've got potential bone breaks, which then like once that happens, like it's usually it's often just a downward spiral of inability to heal. And like the body just deteriorates and go, like goes a lot faster. So the more that resilient we can make our bodies, then the, the more apt we are to be able to like not have those things happen mm-hmm. and be able to live independently and live in a like longer and enjoy our lives longer. So that like, that's m- my big driving thing yeah. is like, Hey, let's quality of life. And that for, for everyone really, but especially yeah. as our, as we start to age. Yeah. And it's funny you, you bring that up and I was actually, I was coaching the burpee the other day mm-hmm. and you know, I got the, the dagger, the mm-hmm. dagger looks and we were talking about how, as we continue to move forward in our life, whether you're out on a boat, on an RV, mm-hmm. whatever you're doing in your life, or if you're maybe you're getting up into your 70s and your 80s, you're probably going to fall mm-hmm. on accident. It's going to happen, whether you trip, coordination, whatever it is. But yeah. our concern is, can you get back up? Yeah. yeah and sure. working on the ability to roll over and stand mm-hmm. up and all those components that people don't remember like that's we're not doing burpees just to torture you or squats to get up off off the ground as well Mm -hmm. and off the bath out of the bathroom and all those components so that quality of life and being able to Mm -hmm. care for yourself as long as possible yeah for sure yeah because from both so this is part of why i wanted to become a coach is try to become more proactive in our health care versus reactive because mm-hmm. my job is more reactive healthcare because I see people when they're sick at their worst things happen but sometimes it's really impressive to see how weak somebody can get and I would love to see that be progressed more we've been talking about like let's move the needle on that mm-hmm. norm that how can we help as we age and you know, illnesses come in, how can we make it better on our bodies? Mm-hmm. And the people that I succeed, see succeed the most are the people that have stayed active. Mm-hmm. I ask people all the time, what's the secret? Mm-hmm. And keep moving is their one thing. Yeah. And they are also the ones who are eager to get out of that bed. Yeah. They don't want to lay in the bed. They want to get up. And even if that's trying to move, even if they can't, that will to try you you can't you can't buy that off the street no so that's something that i'd love to be able to cross over is being able to move that needle a little bit more so that we're feeling more functional for our quality of life yeah for sure i don't want to hijack your 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 question but i thought so we're kind of starting i mean we're talking like i was talking about my parents and you're talking about people that are like older and yeah, this yeah. stuff in so let's move we, we can move our way like back in time chronologically toward like the 35 year old yeah at some point but let's let's stick with this kind of a little bit older population that we're talking about here what would be like things that top of mind things that you think like these are going to be the most beneficial things for those athletes to be doing those people to be doing in the way to keep that independence, keep that the quality of life. Honestly, getting into a program yeah, in, in a gym where you can have some coaches that are guiding you mm-hmm. along the way. And we taught, we already touched base on this, but giving that full on permission to work at the level you're at. Yeah. 
And that includes understanding we're going to need maybe a little bit longer warm up. Mm -hmm. If we have some chronic issues that let's, let's work with those chronic issues that maybe we need to do some more mobility Mm -hmm. to work on certain joints, working on that range of motion. And let's not get away from those weights. Those weight training is being researched more and more to show the benefits crossing Mm -hmm. over as we age. Yeah, for sure. One of the the many things that is seen in kind of as as we age is a loss of muscle mass. Yeah. And that kind of comes down to that inability to then get up off the floor because we like or or whatever. And usually along with that, we've got maybe some loss of bone density and that's more more common in women, but but a real thing. So like eating well, eating enough protein to help support muscle mass and stuff is important, but Going back to what you, what you were saying, like the weight training, mm-hmm. like that's one great way to to have your body like maintain the muscle mass that you have. Maybe as we, we get older, it's going to be much, much harder to increase the muscle mass that we have, but we can maintain what we have. And that's more than likely sufficient just mm-hmm. as long as we're maintaining it. So we can do that through lifting weights. And I agree that it's good to have people have a, have a coach that's going to teach them how to do that safely and effectively Mm -hmm. if they don't have, if they don't have that training already. Another thing that I think is super helpful is, is jumping. Now this doesn't have to be a big jump, Yep. but being explosive, like rapidly moving your body weight away from planet earth and then having it come back down to planet earth and your legs being able to stop that momentum, jumping and landing. There's always two parts of that unless you're in space and then, then there's no landing part. You just keep floating away. But like that is a great way to maintain some muscle mass, work on some coordination, which is a neurological thing that if we don't use, we lose. That as, as we age, that would be good. And that landing component is great for like building bone density. Yeah. And you can do that with a barbell, but if like lifting a heavy barbell is not like within the wheelhouse of what that person is able to do at that yet. Like you can work towards lifting a heavier barbell, but doing a little jumping and landing can, can greatly improve that. So in the way of like, Hey, here's a, here's the thing we want to stop is this loss of muscle mass and, and bone density. Then yeah, those things definitely need to be worked in there. What would be another like thing that you'd be like, yeah, this needs to be a staple in a program for, somebody that's older. I would say, let's get that heart rate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's get that heart rate going in those, that whole cardiovascular system, mm-hmm. connect those lungs and hearts, heart together. Just let's increase that a little bit to yeah. a comfortable rate. As long as everything feels safe, then let's, let's get that blood flowing a yeah. little bit. Yeah. I think I've, I've seen some, some classes for aging athletes so they're like balance and fall classes yeah. and some some stuff and they're like water aerobics yeah. stuff will kind of remove some of the impact yep. and stuff but and well like doing something is so much better than nothing but like we're in in some ways those feel a bit like we're giving up on some of that raising of the bar of what's what's possible and mm-hmm. what normal should be so yeah let's let's keep people's heart rate up Let's not have them shy away from some impact. Yeah. And let's maybe not have the that getting your heart rate up be only on a 
stationary bike. Mm -hmm. Like, let's get you moving your feet. Mm -hmm. Let's get you getting up and down off the floor. Doing these these things that we're talking about as functional movements that are going to help you with your quality of life. But if you do them in quick succession, quick for you, whatever that is, right, we're going to get that heart rate elevated and get you breathing hard as well. So yeah, I think you're right on there with let's let's get that heart moving and keep it healthy and get those lungs lungs working. The other thing that I think would be like foundational, and we haven't listed a lot of things here. Right? We're pretty yeah. pretty short. I think there's a lot of things that we do in here that would be beneficial, but I think so just regular squats. Yeah. Trying to like set a standard of what this is as much range of motion as I as I am gonna need for life, whether that's getting all the way down to your butt on the ground or as close to the ground as possible, like as you, as you can or, or not. Like if, if for some reason you've got knee replacements or whatever, and all you can do is squat to like a parallel, like use as much range of motion as you can, but squat through that range of motion on a regular basis. So you maintain that range of motion. That's going to one, retain that range of motion so you can get up and down easily when needed, but also is going to help with that maintaining the muscle mass in your legs, which is going to be helpful for everything else that you need. So, And as we're talking about all of this, Mm -hmm. the other one thing that I just want to stick in here is that, yes, research is showing how much physical movement is important for us, but the amount of cognitive stimulation that we get during workouts is essential also for us as we age. And... You know, people, we say, we joke about it all the time, how the math breaks our brain, the movements break our brain. We are thinking hard. And so much is research is not just focusing on that physical component anymore, but it's also that cognitive component that is helping people live longer. And not only that, but the social aspect that comes to coming into the gym. You know, we just got through this massive pandemic and we saw some cognitive decline because of some social aspects. Yeah. And now people are getting out of it, which is awesome. But seeing as somebody who works on cognition in the hospital, then I come here and I see those wheels turning and I know this is going to benefit our athletes as they continue that aging process. We're working on attention, memory, repetition, all that pre-programming mm-hmm. that is so essential for our brains. Yeah. And yes, we love technology, but sometimes that takes away from those components that we really need to focus on too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's why we do a lot of the things that we do in here. Several of the the things, the categories of movements that we, that we work on, work on things that are neurological, Yeah, that, that coordination, balance, accuracy, mm-hmm. agility, those sorts of things, which is all done through practice and through like adapting the the brain body connection yeah. and then the community side is just like so helpful. So helpful. It's, it's huge. So let's start working our way toward a little bit younger yeah. group, right? Yeah. Like, cause I mean, that's what I'm interested in. That's where, that's where I fall. Yeah. Right. Is, and well, I think a majority of the people in our, in our gym specifically, like our, I think the average age is in, in the forties. Is there anything that they shouldn't be doing? No, no. Totally fine. And even our older, like the athletes that we were just talking about, like, is there anything they shouldn't be doing? Ultimately, no. Maybe when they get started, depending on where they're at, mm-hmm. like we might, that's all part of the scaling process. Like, okay, maybe you're not ready to do that yet, but we can work you toward being able to do that thing. So yeah. not all seems seems reasonable. So everything's on the table in the way of, way of movements. We yeah. might have to scale them yeah. and 
and, and do that. So then what's, what's different for us as, as we age? What should we be on the lookout for? Well, reducing that range of motion. Okay. Like I know like sometimes we feel like those aches and pains. So those, that mobility component that we're always harping on, mm-hmm. those aches and pains we see start to cross over to reducing that range of motion. So that would yeah. be, that's one of the top things. Why do you think that is? Why do you think our range of motion gets less and less? Well, because we we move, <clears throat> sorry, less and less too. Oh, okay, yeah. I think we start to feel some aches and pains, and the way we're gonna help that is to reduce that range of motion. Yeah, motion is lotion, people. Motion is lotion. I don't. That's a weird phrase, it but it's so weird, but, but it's so true. It's true, and especially if you're sore, you got sore yeah. muscles or whatever, like you don't want to. But yeah, no, I think, I think you're right there. Like, especially two the two big culprits that we see in range of motion is that, that overhead position, like arms yeah. being able to get yep. overhead and unable to squat to full depth. And I would blame if, if I was a betting person, which I'm not, but I would bet that both of the culprits of those things has to do with sitting. If we're sitting more often than not, we're sitting in a in a position that is not full depth, right? We're sitting at about 90 degrees for most people. That becomes the normal. Like that's what our hips get used Mm -hmm. to. Those hip flexors on the front side, they get shortened because they're not ever asked to get longer. We're never asked to get to full hip, hip extension. So that's just body's like, Oh, you want to be, you want to live here. This is where you want to live. Then we're going to adapt ourselves so that this is like, we can do this all day. We can sit here all day and then sitting like leaning forward. Like we've got that rounded upper back. We're t- typing on a computer. We're looking at our phones. Like all of that is just built into our lifestyle. And if your thoracic spine is just lives in that uh, forward rounded position, flexed, there we go. That's the word I was looking for. Flexed position. Like, again, your body's going to adapt. Like, oh, this is our position. This is what we need to own. And we don't move outside of this. So we're just going to be able to live right here. And then, and then we kind of get stuck there because we don't ask our body to get to full hip extension or to full hip flexion, like all the way to the bottom of the squat. And then that overhead position, because our thoracic spine is just locked in and doesn't have extension capacity that we miss that overhead position a lot. And so, yeah, I would definitely agree with you that like that. Uh, and when does that start happening? Oh, after we've been in our career for a little while, <laughs> sitting at a, sitting at a desk for, yeah. you know, ten years. Absolutely. Oh yeah, right, right about thirty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Right. We start we start Weird. to see that sort of stuff. We see it in people that are younger too. And I think we'll, we'll continue to see that as a trend because the way this is the proliferation of pro proliferation yeah. of the you know the smartphone. Everyone's on social media. They're staring at their phone like they live with their eyes glued to their phone, and then mm-hmm. they get that text neck that just leaning forward all the time. And so mm-hmm. they have that position. And then our kids sit in school all day, all day and they don't get up and exercise and don't want to go down like the whole problems with the education system and how it is got got problems. But every I think everyone agrees it's got it's got problems. But. Yeah. Okay. So this is one of the things we see as we age is just missing that range of motion. So mm-hmm. we got to like work hard to recover that. Mm-hmm. And anything, what are other things we might see that might change for our bodies or whatever as we, as we age that we want to pay attention to? Well, they all start to work together, but a lot of people, we hear a lot of people that they, they can't lose weight. 
Mm. And they get a little bit of more body density. Mm. And that's a a top one that we get all the time. They can't move like they used to because their bodies have shifted and changed Mm -hmm. in the weight distribution. So Mm. that's another big one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's all kind of tied together if we're sitting the majority of our day, less, less exercise, mindless eating at the, at the job or whatever, not adjusting our nutrition accordingly to our reduced movement. Then yeah, we're going to start adding some, some weight to our bodies and things don't, won't move the same. Mm -hmm. Um, the thing that I have noticed myself and that uh, other, like we will notice as, as we age is that our ability to recover, it takes a little bit longer. So it, where we might be in like our twenties, be able to work out six days a week or seven days a week and do it with pretty high intensity, though I wouldn't necessarily recommend that for anyone, regardless of how old they are. But there are some people that can do it, no problem. But but yeah, when we do a heavy day, like my central nervous system is is tired and I am not ready to go the next day. And I have to, like, I'll still may come in and do the workout, but I'm not able to do it with the same amount of intensity because right. my body just cannot recover. And that that's okay. Yes. Yeah. L- listening to our body, it like it's there. Yes. If it's telling us something, it's telling us something for a reason. So being being willing to listen to that and and you don't your body doesn't talk to you as much when you're 20. Mm-mm. It's just like you bounce back, everything's good. It's and and then once you get a little bit older, you start, "Oh, my knees are talking to me today." Mm-hmm. There was a time where my knees were just always talking to me and I bought some knee sleeves just to keep them warmer during squats and stuff. And, and that lasted for like six months where they were grumpy at me. And now I almost never have to wear them. So I, it's, so our bodies do weird things. They're changing all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, anything else you'd notice? I mean, we were talking about recovery times a little bit different. Yep. So then we might like talk about, okay, if, if recovery time is a little bit different then maybe, maybe training schedule yeah. might need to be I mean, we kind of touched on that, right? If you're a five day a week person, maybe you don't do five days in a row. You do three on, one off, two on, or something like that. Get yourself an extra rest day mm-hmm. in the middle, or you go down to four days a week, mm-hmm. or even three days a week, based on like what what your recovery looks like. I think another aspect to that is when you're young and you don't have a lot going on, don't have a lot of responsibilities. You can fit lots of training into your schedule. Yeah. But as we age, like we got more responsibilities, more life is going on and we need to like accommodate to don't don't make yourself feel awful that you can't get into the gym right. five days a week when right. like three was is what you can do then then do that you know as i'm sitting here listening to you talk we've gone from we were just talking about younger we're we're saying on the younger end of that curve of aging that mm-hmm. we said 35 40 and we've also talked about more aging so mm-hmm. we'll say 70s 80s yeah. 90s mm-hmm. for sure. and the things that we've talked about i hope everybody can hear crosses over into both of those ends of that yeah. curve because it's mm-hmm. we can talk about needing more rest needing to reduce how many times a week we're going mm-hmm. letting yourself recover we need that in our 30s and our 40s all the way up into those 80s and 90s yeah. too yeah, for and sure. that and that those things are going to be what's going to help us keep moving. Yeah, and keep doing this. Yeah, 
Yeah, there's there's a couple things I think there's always always a caveat like always because everyone is different. Everyone's life is different. Yeah. Everyone's experience is like the the amount of years they've been training. If someone's been doing CrossFit since they were twenty and they've managed in their like healthy and they've done it in a sustainable way, then they're going to be when they get to be seventy, they're going to be doing a whole lot. They're what they're going to be capable of doing would be so much more than someone that's never done mm-hmm. CrossFit and just starts doing CrossFit at the age mm-hmm. of seventy. Like. So you can't compare, like this advice is not like, fit for everyone specifically, right? But right. but there are principles to kind of to kind of think about. So like yeah, be be aware of your own body and be like willing to listen and, and follow that. The other part of that is that you're also exercising, and that there will be soreness and there yeah. will be stiffness, yeah. and that motion is lotion. We said that earlier. Like just because you're sore, just because you're stiff, doesn't mean that you shouldn't move, that you shouldn't do something. So there, there's some trial and error to this stuff and keeping track of like, okay, I, I feel sore at this day. I felt a little stiff, but my energy was pretty good. So I, I decided to train and you, you know, you keep track of that in your training log and like, oh, was how did that, how did you feel the next day? Like, did that? Okay. And then there, maybe there was a day that you traded that your like, body didn't hurt, but I felt pretty run down. And then like, okay, keep track of how that made you feel the rest of the week so that you can learn like what are those signals that you need to take it easier or take a day, take a rest day or those sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we don't, those, those things are still there maybe when we're 20, but our body isn't telling us those things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You touched on that, that longer warm up, and that's, uh, I, f- I find that I need a longer and longer warm up. I find that uh, though, sometimes I, I plan a warm up for my classes. I'm like, okay, we're going to do three rounds of this. And it seems like that's what I would need to get warmed up. And then I get two rounds into the warm up with my class and they're like, we have to do another one. Oh no. And they're, they're like really, really warm. So I, again, that's maybe a different for different people, but kind of depending on the, depending on the day. So I, I, because I do, I work in the rehab department. I did touch base with some of my physical therapy and occupational therapy colleagues and asked them if they could give some pearls of wisdom. Mm -hmm. What would they pass along? Some of these are athletes themselves. Mm -hmm. Some are not. But there was a similar pattern Mm. that everybody kept saying. And the first one are some things we've already said is keep moving and giving yourself grace and listening to your body. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid if you feel sore. Keep going. Mm -hmm. But listen to your body. And really, they talked about the emphasis on that warm up and mobility was said so many times. And I was really happy to hear that mobility is such we really focus on mobility here yeah. in our gym. So it was nice to hear that that crossover of keep motion is lotion. Yep. Just got to keep everything moving. Yeah. But all of them combined, their biggest thing is just keep moving regardless of what age you are. Yeah. And if it's after an injury, you just mm-hmm. got to keep moving. Yeah. If it's a bad injury, of course, listen to your restrictions as needed, mm-hmm. but just keep moving. Yeah. Keep moving and range of motion because if they're talking about mobility mobility Mm -hmm. so constantly moving consistently moving maybe not constantly moving through full ranges but consistently moving Mm -hmm. through full ranges of motion which we've said over and over again on this podcast as the key tenant of 
what we're just going to be improve your quality of life. I was listening to a podcast yesterday, the day before yesterday, and they were talking about kind of the, how many how many days a week should a person work out, and the comment was made about like something is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes as we age, you know, I could just point people to go listen to that podcast. It would be great. It's a very not random podcast, but I can't remember what episode it is because off the top of my head. So I will try to remember to put that in the show notes so you can guys can go listen to it. But the, the example is like sometimes as, you, as you're younger, you, know, you can do so much and you can just train forever and if everything feels good. And then as you age, like things like we were just talking about, don't go the same way. Mm-hmm. We can't do the same things. We have days that are like, yeah, I feel a little bit, a little bit beat up and I'm going to take a day off. And it's easy to get kind of defeated by that aging process and feel like, oh, I'm, if I can't do what I once could, I shouldn't do anything at all. And so they were talking about in the pod, in the podcast, like doing something is better than nothing. And even 10 minutes, 10 minute workout, four four times a week yeah so even if it was i think they only had like it was four four workouts so four days a week and it was just two workouts so you repeated one of the workouts and one was like it's like three minutes of burpees or something like it's pretty simple just getting up and down off the ground for three minutes and then the other one was like an 800 meter run or jog and 40 air squats Awesome. Then those were kind of the things that we talked about, right? Mm-hmm. So and it, they did the math and they figured it out. Like if you did that four days a week for a year, mm-hmm. you would have done like there was several 50 miles or something, if if not more, yeah. run over the course of the year, plus several hundred air squats and several hundred burpees. And like it takes 10 minutes out of your day to do, do something like that, yeah. it, like at, at most with very little warm up is, is needed if, mm-hmm. if anything. And uh, yeah. And then like compare that to the person that did absolutely nothing. Right. They're, they may not be reaching like the highest peak levels of fitness, but their range of motion is going to be so much better. Their quality of life is going to be so much better. And they're not going to have declined any farther than the person that did yeah. absolutely nothing. Yeah. So, so any, anyway, that, they said it much better than me because they did all the math and they did the thing. So I'll put that in the show notes if anyone wants to listen. You got anything else? You wanna... I don't think so. Okay. If anyone has any questions about any of this, as always, I think an email address for me is in the show notes. So you can send a question in to the email and I will we'll get it back on the list. We'll, we'll circle back around to these things. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you later, Jenny. See ya.